0: You know, I expected my first one would be all family and friends that are just trying to help me out, but it ended up being probably 70% complete strangers. And so that is really weird and amazing that people are spending money on somebody that they don't know or care about. So it means that they actually are really interested in the book itself. And I think that's special. It was exciting when those things happened.
1: Welcome to the Under the Mask podcast, where we discuss the super process behind superheroes. Not just superheroes, aliens, horror, thrillers. If you can find it on a comics page, you can find it here. Here, you'll learn how to make comics. From the initial outlines, scripts, and artwork, to printing and putting the final book in a bag and board. For many years, Bill Colomb has written his book, Kinetic, and sold thousands of copies across the nation. And now we're inviting you along for an inside look to the comics process. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you're in the right place. This is the Under the Mask Podcast. And this is Bill Cologne.
2: Under the Mask Podcast, episode 44. Today, we're taking a trip back to a time where comic titles were sprinkled liberally with adjectives like fantastic, uncanny, and sensational. My guest today is a comic book writer and creator who's written stories like Champion, published by Arcana, and Eskimo Kisses, published by Scout Comics. He's also known for the crime noir anthology Crime Pays. His latest work, The Sensational Swan, his latest work, The Sensational Swan, is a superhero anthology featuring three original stories featuring the titular hero. The Sensational Swan is live on Kickstarter through February 28th. You can support it by visiting www.altruistcomics.com slash swan. I'd like to introduce Randy Stone. Randy, thanks for coming on and talking with me today. Thanks for having me, Bill. So the first thing I'm going to do, like I ask all my guests, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, and how did you get to be with us here today?
0: Uh, So my secret origin of comics. Um, 30 years ago, I discovered the Marvel Universe trading cards, and that was my entry into superhero comics. Uh, From there, I was a big Jim Lee X-Men fan. Uh, Growing up, got into more Vertigo-type stuff, and When I went to university, I studied fine arts with the hope that I would uh, be drawing comics for a living. That didn't pan out totally. Um, I tried breaking it as an inker, actually, for a while and getting pretty close. I wrote my first book as a means to ink something, basically, and that was Champion that came out through Arcana. Um, Didn't do that great, and I guess uh, we were looking to start a family, so took some time off from making comics, but slowly got pulled back in. Started writing some short stories for myself. Hired creative teams to draw them and color them and letter them. And that eventually became a collection of short stories called Death in Comics, which is out there, self-published through Altruist Comics, my brand. A few other projects came along the way, uh, including Eskimo Kisses. I'm leaning more towards uh, producing as a publisher, hoping to give that kind of opportunity to other people. uh, That includes that anthology. And right up till now, I've got Bullet that just wrapped up on Webtoons and Tapas, and a Kickstarter for The Sensational Swan. So that's kind of the, the roundabout path I took to get to making comics.
2: So you started out as an inker and then kind of moved over to writing, and your first work was Champion Comics, which was through Arcana. Uh, What time period was this? A
0: solid 11 years ago, so it took a while. I took a break for probably eight or nine years before I started writing again, and really it was just those ideas that had been floating around over that period, and finally I just had enough. I, I got to get them out there and produce them, and they just kept coming.
2: And when did you feel that you made the leap from amateur to professional? Uh, Am I there yet?
0: I don't know. (laughs) When people started buying books, uh, I got to be a guest at a couple different cons. I guess when my table was comped and I got a pro badge, that kind of felt real. Still trying to make uh, a profit on these things because I'm paying collaborators and whatnot. So I still have the day job. Uh, maybe once that happens, I'll feel like I'm actually succeeding, but it's uh, it's growing. It's slowly getting there.
2: Yeah, it always feels like with comics, you're paying the artist, you're paying the inker, you're paying the colorist, you're paying the letterer, you're paying for printing. Everybody gets paid before you get paid.
0: Exactly. It's a long-term goal, though. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who can just have that overnight success, so we're building every year, right?
2: Um, and your latest work, The Sensational Swan, you're releasing that through your own label, Altruist Comics. Uh, what made you set up Altruist Comics?
0: It was a little bit choppy there. Yes, it's through Altruist Comics. Um, I kind of wanted to just do it myself. I've dealt with a couple publishers, which are decent experiences. I've found that the marketing and stuff is not enough to justify losing half of any profit that's there. So I figured if I'm going to do it all myself, I might as well just do it all myself and gave that a try.
2: Your latest work, a superhero story called The Sensational Swan. It's live on Kickstarter now through February 28th. You can support it by visiting www.altruistcomics.com swan. Randy, give us the quick pitch for The Sensational Swan, and let's talk about it.
0: So basically the idea is this hero, an established universe of stories that didn't really exist. So I wanted to have these various short stories touching on different time periods throughout this fictionalized history of the book. Um, So you'll see that different art styles and different approaches to the the character. Um, This collection has three brand new stories. I had published one short in the previously mentioned Death in Comics, and that was kind of a, a Frank Miller 80s-ish approach to superheroes, and uh, then we've got three other ones here. So really just touching on this idea of the Swan character uh, as if it was a Marvel or DC property. That had existed for decades, but really it's just these few short stories.
2: What was the initial inspiration behind The Sensational Swan?
0: So, to be totally honest, it was a throwaway character that was an excuse to use this uh, mask design that I had come up with. So, it was uh, initially like a Super. Sorry, uh, it was initially like a Batman esque character and a sidekick, much like he has Robin. Uh, called Duckling, and that was The Ugly Truth short story that had come out previously. And that was uh, a decade ago that I first made that, I wrote that story. So yeah, I was just building on this idea that I needed a story to support the use of this costume design and it was pretty cool and it stuck with me over the last several years and I just wanted to build on that.
2: What are you excited about with this launch? Uh, The most
0: exciting thing is just sharing it with people. Like, I really want to get my stories out there and of course I've worked with collaborators here. I co-wrote two of the stories and had um, another one written by another author completely. Um, But sharing this character with people around the world, I'm getting backers from Australia and Europe and all over North America. It's just pretty cool to have that out there and it's it exists in the real world and it'll be this physical thing that people will have in their hands. And I think that's just the most exciting thing.
2: With this launch, you said it's three independent stories. Are these done all by you or are they done by uh, different people, different art groups?
0: Uh, Different ones for each story. Uh, So I co-wrote two of them. One of them was with PD Lupe and drawn by Luana Vecchio. Uh, There's another one that I co-wrote with Travis Rivas and drawn by Robin Richardson colored by Gab Contreras, and lettered by Greg Dung, And the third one is written by John Ward, uh, drawn by Marco Perugini, and lettered by Ariana Mayer. There's also a couple um, pinups that appear in the book as well. Uh, So there's a few there that hopefully I can build on that actually as we go and that might be a few uh, stretch goals if I can add a few more pinups to that as well. Well, I hope people are willing to give it a try. Um, tell your friends. I, I want this to be huge and it's not a financial thing because uh, as you probably know, a lot of the, the money that comes in goes towards printing and shipping and everything else. So it's not really about making money. I really want a ton of people just to experience the character and the stories and get that out to everybody. So yeah, spread the word.
2: How did you get the art team? Or I should say, how did you get the art teams together? So a lot of that
0: was just Twitter. People I followed or wanted to uh, work with at some point. Um, I mean, there's so many portfolios online that I viewed. Hundreds, I'm sure. I did a call out for one of them. And the person who replied, they actually, they were somebody I was following anyways. And that was quite exciting that they were interested. Um, So yeah, just a little bit scouring the internet. uh, A lot of Twitter.
2: And being that it's uh, three different groups that we're working on, this three different teams, how did you set up with these art teams and delegate to them and explain the rules of the universe? You know, hey, you can do this, you can't do this.
0: Uh, Basically, there weren't a lot of rules established with this character. I had an alter ego who was a psychiatrist, and that was pretty much the only thing established besides the fact he fights crime in a swan outfit. And he had a duckling sidekick so um obviously i had input in the two stories that i co-wrote the third one by john ward uh he just played off of that psychology stuff and uh it worked Uh, i'm completely happy with it i kind of gave uh open concept to them um and they could do whatever they want the other one that travis wrote was more uh, to do with a duckling sidekick not the one that appeared in the initial story but he just built on that mythology a little bit Uh, i threw characters at him and we brainstormed a little bit uh the one from pd we uh we hashed out a story together about again his psychiatry one of his patients is actually the alter ego of one of his villains uh, so yeah it just it all came together naturally i wasn't uh, too keen on any specific uh, guidelines it just a good story is a good story and it features a swan that's perfect
2: uh, right now, you're pretty close to funded, bringing up the Kickstarter page. Now of course, you're you're based out of Canada, uh, so yeah. it's, it's showing it in American dollars for me. But right now, it's showing you're uh, about $1,200 out of just fifteen fifteen sixty four goal. So uh, you're yeah. very close to being funded. you got plenty of time left on the clock. What does the future hold for Randy Stone and the Sensational Swan?
0: That's something I'd love to do more stories for. I don't know if it would ever be an ongoing, but I kind of like the idea of this anthology-style collection of various periods uh get to work with a bunch of different creators and let them loose on the character so i definitely come back to it if possible and we seem to be going in a good direction with the funding eighty percent uh a weekend so that's promising uh, i've got another kickstarter that i would like to do for another superhero character the bullet uh that he's uh a character that's been serialized online um, so i'll
2: be collecting that at some point and hopefully do more with that in your creative career what have been the biggest obstacles or challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome them?
0: Well, I'd say probably the biggest obstacle is time. Uh, I've got a day job. I've got two young kids, and so there's not much left to make comics. You know, I'm down in my office at midnight, i <laughs> you know, trying to get a few things done. Um, so that's obviously the biggest challenge I'm dealing with. And have I overcome it? I mean, I'm slowly getting there. So, I mean, I guess I, I'm partly overcoming it, but yeah, that, that is the obstacle.
2: What do you feel has been your
0: biggest mistake? Uh, Something kind of interesting. Like, I wish that I had pushed a little bit harder to establish myself 10 years ago. Um, I know I set it aside very much intentionally, but I wish that I had really given it a better chance. I say that knowing that had I not had 10 more years of life experience, I may not be able to come up with the same stories or business practices that I'm getting into right now. So it feels like a mistake, but maybe it was all for the best.
2: I'm not sure. And on the flip side of that coin, what's been your best moment? You know, several little ones. I mean, I can't think of one particular,
0: but just at conventions when people are actually interested in buying the book or that they're backing this Kickstarter or my previous ones, you know, I expected my first one would be all family and friends that are just trying to help me out. But it ended up being probably 70% complete strangers. And so that is really weird and amazing that people are spending money on somebody that they don't know or care about. So it means that they actually are really interested in the book itself. And I think that's special. It was exciting when those things happened. So I'd say that's probably the, the biggest win for me.
2: What has been the best advice that you've received? That's a good question.
0: I don't know. Stick to it. Well, I mean, just don't give up on your goals. Uh, this is something I've wanted to do since I was nine, right? It, it's a lifelong dream and to actually have my books out there in the real world. Uh, people are reading it. People are enjoying it. That wouldn't have happened had I just given up at some point. So yeah, just uh, stick to those, those goals and your dreams. It's corny, I guess.
2: Uh, just because it's corny doesn't mean it's not good advice. Exactly. Well, everyone listening... The Sensational Swan is live on Kickstarter now through February 28th. You can support Randy and The Sensational Swan by visiting www.altruistcomics.com slash swan. Randy, where else can we find you online?
0: Uh, so I've got a Facebook group for Altruist Comics. It's facebook.com slash altruist uh, There's also a Twitter handle at altruist comics and my own personal Twitter at Randy Stone, C-O-T-W.
2: Well, Randy, thank you so much for coming out and joining me today. Yeah, I appreciate your time, Bill. If you know a creator that makes comic books or any other media and think they'd be a good fit for the show, drop us a line at underthemaskshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: You've been listening to the Under the Mask Podcast with Bill Colomb. Welcome to the family. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you found the right podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to like or leave a review. And we'd appreciate it if you'd tell a friend or two. To reach out, visit us at underthemaskpodcast.com. This has been a presentation of Why Comics. Till next time, this is the Under the Mask Podcast. Signing off.